There's a lot that can be said about how to generate leads for your design business, but I believe that you can make the biggest impact during your interaction with potential clients once they're already interested in your services. It's something that can easily get overlooked, especially when we're so focused on marketing our business and trying to get new leads in the door. But What if we focused on the inquiries that were already landing in your inbox? What if we took a close look at how you're responding and the process you bring your leads through to book with you? This is an opportunity to make an impression. Position yourself as an expert and start building trust right out of the gate with someone who already has taken the step of reaching out to you. Being thoughtful and intentional can go a very long way. In this lesson, I'm giving you a behind the scenes look at my own simple, tried and true client inquiry process that has helped me remain booked out with my branding services year after year. This three-step process instills confidence, it helps me vet clients in the process, and turns leads into booked clients, and I'm so excited to share it with you and help you elevate this process within your own design business. So step one, the initial project inquiry. The most important question I always consider is whether or not a potential client is going to be a good fit. The very last thing we want is to commit to this super lengthy project with someone whose vision, design needs, or personality doesn't align with what we bring to the table. I want to answer this question as quickly as possible when I get a new project inquiry, and that inquiry phase is usually when it is answered. Before I even get on a call with a potential client, the goal is for them to already have browsed my portfolio and reviewed my services guide. Then they'll complete my inquiry form on my contact page. I strategically place my portfolio and services guide and links to those pages throughout my site and make them really easily accessible to help ensure that these potential clients are seeing them and so that they can confirm that their vision aligns with my design style, that they understand my offers and the investment involved, and that I understand where they are with their own brand foundation and what their needs might be. Now, if you love sales calls, if you love getting on the phone or getting on Zoom call with potential clients, that can absolutely be the first step in your process. Personally, I have limited availability for calls, hashtag mamapreneur life. So I like to make sure that I'm only getting on calls with people who are serious about working together, but that doesn't have to be the case for you. It's all up to you and how you like to sell your services and how you like to initially connect with potential clients. If it seems like it could be a good fit after reading through their inquiry form, I follow up with this potential client with a personal and friendly reply that gives them some basic additional info about what I do and my process, sets the tone for what it's like working with me, confirms they have reviewed my services guide and they know the investment, and then lets them know about the timing of my next available branding slot. If they're feeling really ready to take next steps, then I invite them to book a call. Step two is the discovery call. My discovery calls are pretty free-flowing conversations where the client and I can really get to know each other and we can determine if we're a good fit to work together and move forward. So to help with this, I do like to cover a few talking points. Even though it is free-flowing, I do have a list of talking points that I like to follow. Number one, I love to hear about the client's background, big picture business goals and vision for their new brand, um, any other needs they have besides branding, like marketing collateral, website photography, so I can let them know what I can personally help with and then also send them referrals for any other needs that I can't. 
Uh, project timeline and launch date, just having that conversation up front so there's no surprises. An overview of my process and what to expect working with me and next steps if they want to move forward. As the first live, quote unquote, interaction I'm having with a potential client, the discovery call provides a really great opportunity to build trust and make your lead feel like they are going to be taken care of throughout their time working with you. It can also be a safeguard for circumstances where the potential client isn't actually ready to brand their business quite yet and may need to be directed to a brand strategist or copywriter to get more clarity before jumping into a branding project. At the end of the call, I ask how the potential client is feeling, if, we're, if we'd both like to move forward on, you know, to next steps, which would be the proposal, or if they need some more time to think on it. Because they've already reviewed my pricing, I try to avoid putting together a proposal unless they really seem ready to move forward. Step three is the project proposal. So if we're both feeling like it's a good fit and we decide to take next steps, I follow up with a proposal that outlines everything the potential client needs to know to make a confident and informed decision about their branding investment. This is a great place to put everything you discuss during the discovery call in writing, as well as set additional specific expectations and boundaries for your time together. Um, A side note, I have one packaged offering, and this helps me template this process to save time on putting together proposals. We will talk more about this in a future lesson in terms of how to simplify this process. First, I provide an overview of my signature branding experience, my process from booking through the delivery of final files. Then in the proposal, I outline in detail exactly what the package includes. So like logo, logo variation, patterns, marketing pieces, whatever is included. So there are no surprises or misunderstandings down the road. Following the package details is the project timeline. So that gives clients an idea of when deliverables will be completed, as well as content or information that I need from them at various stages of the project. And then the final sections of the proposal include some important remaining details to outline. Number one, like revisions policy, really important for us designers so we don't end up in a cycle of endless revisions. We have all been there. Uh, Communication methods so you can set expectations for when and how you'll be available and how you'll communicate during the project. Are you okay with them texting you? Are you the, are you not? I'm personally not. I put that in my in my proposal and in the contract as well. So really important to set expectations there. And then payment schedule. Make it crystal clear to the client when project payments are due so there aren't surprises. If the client agrees to the proposal, then they proceed to immediately sign their contract and pay their deposit within the same web page. Um, this helps avoid the client jumping around and having to keep track of different PDFs and links. It's all delivered via one URL and makes it super easy to sign off and pay right away. So I encourage you, take a look at your client inquiry process. What parts of it are working really well and what parts of it could you smooth out a little bit and how can you make it easier for new leads to get in touch with you and take those next steps with you? Maybe you take a look at your website and the kind of information that you're giving new potential clients and how you're talking about your services there or how you are explaining your packages. Maybe you take a look at your contact page and your contact form to see how you could 
better vet clients as they come in so you can get more good fit client inquiries and less of the ones that you're not so interested in. Maybe you take a look at how you're hosting your discovery calls and how you are talking about your services and how you're connecting with your clients and asking the right questions. Or maybe your booking process on the logistics end of things with your proposal and contract and invoicing, maybe that could be smoothed out to make it even easier for people to say yes and sign off on everything. Remember that small changes can be very impactful, but even if you do decide to implement a new software or make a bigger change, remember that taking the time to create a thorough, intentional, and smooth process for your leads will go a really long way in turning them into booked clients. By crafting an experience that makes your potential clients feel heard and taken care of, you'll build their trust in your ability to understand and meet their design needs, and this will result in good fit clients that can't sign their proposal fast enough and are truly excited to work with you.